Welcome to today's episode where Bonnie Roney, fellow dietitian boss, is the guest host. She'll be interviewing fellow dietitian bosses all around the world and inspiring you to take action and turn your business into a six-figure business starting from scratch. Rachel Everett is a registered dietitian nutritionist in Dallas, Texas, helping women take back their life from bloat and digestive problems caused by IBS and SIBO. Rachel struggled with her own digestive issues growing up and dedicated her career to finding answers. While studying to be a dietitian, Rachel wasn't content with only managing symptoms. She wanted to know why they were happening in the first place. After digging deeper into integrative nutrition, Rachel discovered that her IBS was caused by SIBO. Once she was able to treat the root cause of her symptoms, she was able to liberalize her diet and break free from the constant bloat and digestive troubles that robbed her of self-esteem and a normal life. Rachel soon realized how common SIBO is among IBS sufferers, and it quickly became her passion to help other women ditch the bloat and experience freedom from a restricted diet. Welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yeah, Bonnie, I'm excited to be here too. So can you tell the listeners more about your nutrition philosophy? Yeah, of course. Um, so as a functional dietitian, uh, my nutrition philosophy is that, you know, there's no one size fits all approach. Uh, I think we're all created unique and we have unique backgrounds, unique environments, unique DNA, etc. cetera. Uh, so when I work with women, I really just believe in looking at the whole picture. Additionally, too, I'm passionate about finding the root cause of symptoms. So I know when I struggled with digestive problems, um, I was like really curious as to why I um, was bloated all the time. And, you know, I found it kind of annoying just to be constantly managing symptoms. Um, so that just really sent me on the journey towards functional nutrition and addressing the root cause, which, like I said, is unique for everyone. Yeah, that's great. And I love that you use a personalized approach because everyone is different. And I know that that I'm sure that's something that really helps you when you are working with your clients one on one. Yeah, no, definitely. Now, can you tell us a little bit more about just the type of clients you work with and your current niche specifically? Yeah, sure. So my current niche is, you know, like I said, working with women suffering from IBS symptoms. So that's going to be, you know, bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea. You know, I'm talking to dietitians, so we all kind of know and are familiar with that. But yeah, real sexy stuff. <laughs> I'm also specifically targeting women who, you know, like me, uh, might have been diagnosed with IBS and was told, you know, that there wasn't a cure to her symptoms and there really wasn't solutions. You know, I've talked to many women who they go to a doctor and they've just been prescribed or like given Miralax. And so, you know, I'm specifically targeting the niche of women who um, has these symptoms, but they may not realize that there's actually a solution. So, uh, you know, that their IBS is actually being caused by small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And, you know, that's not for everybody, but, you know, that's not the cause of everyone's IBS, but it's definitely like a big proportion. And so I'm specifically targeting that niche. Mm -hmm. And that's great that you're targeting that specific niche. That sounds like it's definitely a, a niche with much need. And I'm curious, is this where you started out when you started your business? Yeah, so, you know, just because I personally struggled with all these things and kind of walked through my own health journey, 
I knew that the, that was the type of um, client that I wanted to work with. So luckily, you know, I didn't have to do really um, spend too much time figuring out, you know, who I wanted to work with and the type of person that I wanted to help. So yeah, thankfully, you know, my, my niche started out there and it was really just, you know, working with Libby that helped me clarify that message and really reach that person, um, you know, in a way that was meaningful. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And from the time that you started working with Libby to now, can you let us know how your niche has evolved and changed over time? Yeah, so, you know, I feel like it hasn't evolved too much. Um, I know, like, we were chatting before the podcast just about how I wanted to be more of, like, a SIBO dietitian, but then Mm -hmm. after working with Libby, realizing, well, my ideal client might have, you know, never heard of SIBO, you know, (laughs) a lot of even doctors don't even know, you know, what SIBO is or how to treat it. And so um, really just my niche kind of evolved from seeing, okay, where, where is my ideal client at, you know, standing in their shoes. And right now they have these symptoms and they probably Googled a lot and, you know, kind of landed on IBS or they've been diagnosed with IBS. So Mm-hmm. My niche kind of evolved from just specifically being SIBO to, okay, I'm going to, you know, talk to the women who have been diagnosed with IBS and, uh, you know, help them manage their symptoms using a low FODMAP diet, but also kind of like, you know, provide some information to maybe, you know, show them that there might be an underlying cause there and how I can help with that. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like you're very clear on your target client, which I'm sure has been able to help you grow and sell because I understand that you have sold um, multiple times since working through Libby, which is awesome. And that's definitely a byproduct of knowing who your target audience is and, and how to appeal to them. So with that being said, can you share a few tips on how you've been able to effectively build the know, like, and trust factor, which is so integral to successfully selling. Oh, yeah, of course. So yeah, the the know, like, and trust, that's a big one. I feel, you know, people are just more inclined to work with you if they feel like they know you. So Mm -hmm. my first tip is the biggest, and that's show up on stories. Mm -hmm. Putting your face out there, showing them that you're not a robot and that you're a real person this is definitely so hard for me when I first started, Bonnie. I felt super <laughs> self-conscious about talking on stories. I mean, geez, I could barely take a selfie that I liked. <laughs> but, so if that tells you like a little bit about my perfectionist side. But yeah, that was something that I had to get past, you know, that perfectionism to be able to show my face and just get on there, connect with my audience and provide value. Um, I think, yeah, secondly, you know, just letting your personality show. So I know there's a lot of other dietitians that do what I do, but, um, you know, what, what sets me apart, what sets you apart is that there's no one like me 
and um, you know, there's no one like you. So not everyone might like me, but that's okay because you know the ones that are going to the ones that you know resonate with me. Those are going to be the ones that all you know probably have um, you know a better working relationship with as well. So mm -hmm. I'd say if you're goofy, silly, nerdy, punny, whatever, definitely just let that show in your stories and in your content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's great, and I think. A lot of dietitians have that type A perfectionist type of personality. So I know that struggling and feeling nervous to get on stories is really common with a lot of dietitians starting out. So can you let us know, you know, what helped you get over that fear and what helped you feel more confident with just showing your face on your stories so that you could connect with your audience? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I think it was just a process. Honestly, at first, Bonnie, I would just record a story and <laughs> I would get so frustrated refilming it so many times that finally I was like, okay, enough of this. I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'm going, if, even if I'm not super happy with it and it's not perfect, which that's the point, um, mm -hmm. I'm just going to post it. And it was almost like, I'm going to record this, close my eyes and push post, <laughs> you know, or like share. And I feel like that was, I mean, that was a great way for me to just face my fears in that because I would get such great, um, just feedback from my audience and engagement. And that helped me realize that, you know, no one's out there judging me. No one's out there like picking apart, you know, how I said this or how I said that. And, uh, and I feel like that was just a huge, um, shift for me is realizing that, Hey, like we're all out here to support one another and it, it doesn't have to be perfect. Actually imperfect action is better than no action at all, which is something that I know, you know, Libby talks about a lot on mm -hmm. her podcast. Yeah. And I love that. And your audience wants to see that you're a real person, that you're not a robot. So I think that overcoming the feelings of needing to be perfect is really helpful and it does help connect with um, your audience in my opinion because they're not perfect either so they're not looking um, for you to be perfect as well yeah for sure and I understand that you have made a few sales so congratulations yeah. and you. can you just walk us through your process of creating your offers in your business yeah. So, you know, first things first was just doing um, a lot of market research. So I needed to know, you know, first what the struggles were of my ideal client, you know, what her biggest pain points were. And I had to figure out, okay, how am I going to solve her biggest problem? Um, so after just getting clear on that, which, um, you know, it took a little bit of time, uh, then I focused on creating a minimum viable product. And as dietitians, I feel like, you know, we came into this business because we want to help people almost to a fault where mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, I have to give them in one session, you know, X amount of information. I need to give them a meal plan, handouts, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's almost like paralyzing because mm -hmm. if we think, man, I have to have all these things in place. I have to have like the perfect session, whatever that looks like, um, that is really, you know, hindering us from helping our clients. So 
so yeah, once I, you know, was able to kind of strip down and be like, what is the biggest thing that my ideal client needs that I can help her with? Then I was able to create my offer. And, you know, like I started out with single sessions. So, you know, that's not necessarily how you build a profitable business, but mm -hmm. um, it was great for me because I had never sold anything before. Uh, so selling a single session just allowed me to get my toes wet, allowed me to just validate my offer, you know, that there's mm -hmm. people out there that want to purchase from me. Um, and once I sold five of those, then I moved up to uh, selling small bundles. You know, because as dietitians, we know, you know, just one session isn't going to be enough for our clients. Um, you know, it takes multiple times meeting with them um, to see like real change and uh, improvement. But yeah, so now I've moved up to small bundle sessions and I'm almost sold out of those, which is really exciting. Uh, and then, you know, kind of next step is once uh, I've sold five of those, then I'll sell a larger bundle and then eventually sell packages. So it's exciting because you can grow, you know, you don't have to have everything perfect right now. You can start where you're comfortable and then just evolve and change over time. And, you know, as you evolve, then you add in those things that provide more value to your client. But it doesn't have to be all perfect at up front, which I feel is like really relieving as someone starting out in private practice. Yeah, definitely. So it sounds like you took a lot of imperfect action, which yeah. helped you get to where you are and you studied your market. So you knew what your ideal client needed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. And then you grew from selling single service sessions to bundles. And then your next step will be a package. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I'll sell a larger bundle and then I'll move to a package. And I feel like it's just great because, you know, especially if you haven't sold anything before, maybe mm -hmm. you're coming from clinical or you're coming from, you know, a job where you didn't have to sell your services. I think we have, you know, maybe like a fear surrounding just selling. And once you kind of do it over and over again, and you're smelling, selling maybe these smaller sessions or smaller bundles, you gain confidence as you mm -hmm. grow. And so then when you're selling, you know, these packages that do, you know, cost more money, you don't feel as insecure about it. And you've already developed those um, skills to be able to sell something that's, you know, a higher value. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think that we as women tend to struggle with sales and it's great that you've been able to overcome that because it is something that is very challenging for a lot of women to overcome. And it sounds like this progression that you've worked up through in your business with the single service sessions to the bundles, now to the larger bundle, it sounds like that's really helped your confidence as you've moved through and successfully made sales to women in your niche. Oh yeah, for sure. And and that's something I appreciated so much, you know, jumping in with Libby is that mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't expected to go from zero to a hundred. Um, she really, you know, met me where I was at and, uh, and that just kind of made me feel, you know, like, okay, hey, like I can do a single session. And, and then once I sold those, I gained confidence, like I said, and, and I just really appreciated that, that I didn't have to know how to sell this huge package right up front. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really important and helpful for a lot of listeners who may be new to marketing on social media 
Um, I know sometimes it can feel a little bit overwhelming to look at the big picture and think about selling packages, but that's not where you need to start. You can always start out with the single sessions and grow up to something like a package as time moves on and you gain clarity in your message and what you're selling and confidence in your offer. Yeah, for sure. I think the important thing is, is just not staying, you know, at single sessions or not just staying Mm -hmm. in a bundle, um, you know, because to be profitable, it's, it's really hard when you're every session, you're like begging that person to come back (laughs) and follow up with you. Um, And it's just better for your client. You know, if you're working with them for three months, for six months, um, they're going to see better results because they're having more touch points with you. And Mm -hmm. Um, that's just going to be ultimately better for your business as well. Right. Yeah. So many benefits of packages. I am a huge fan of them myself. And I agree as a dietitian, um, you can really create a lot more change and success with the clients you work with when you do have them for longer periods of time. Um, so you, you have made multiple sales. Can you, from Instagram specifically, but Mm -hmm. can you share what specifically helped you be able to actually make these sales? Yeah. Um, so I think first and foremost was like I mentioned, um, getting over the fear of promoting myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started, I was honestly afraid of how people would perceive me if I, you know, was using Instagram to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, but I put myself in my ideal client's shoes, which you know, I've been there before. It's, it's my story too. Um, when I was struggling with these digestive issues, I wanted to know that there was someone out there who could help me. And Mm -hmm. if I had found somebody, you know, I would for sure have, you know, seen that as an opportunity to get better instead of, you know, Oh, she's trying to sell me something and that's creepy. (laughs) You know, it really, it really is just like a mindset shift of, hey, it's not a creepy thing or slimy to to sell or to market when you're actually solving a problem for people Mm -hmm. um, that you want to help. Yeah, absolutely. So you got over your fear of promoting yourself and you shared some of your story. So you were a little bit vulnerable, which um, sounds like it helped you be able to make sales. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think also it's just, you know, showing up and providing value and, you know, showing that you're an, you're the expert in that niche, but also engaging with people, you know, not just posting stuff and then getting off and, you know, not commenting back, you know, just like engaging with your audience. I feel like it's a lot more fun to sell on Instagram when Mm -hmm. you're developing those online relationships. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think that a lot of women fear being too pushy on Instagram or like they're, you know, pushing their service too much. But I like how you reframed it. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, you know, that you're selling a service that can actually help people. And Instagram is a great platform to share that offer with your followers. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm -hmm. And when it's come to actually enrolling clients into your program, can you share some tips that has helped you be able to successfully do that? Yeah. So, you know, so far the biggest thing is discovery calls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was pretty intimidated at first 
but you know, I quickly realized when I would jump on these calls with women, you know, how much I just loved hearing their stories and you know, how much it just reaffirmed that what I'm offering can actually help them. You know, I'm hearing their pain over the phone. I'm, you know, I'm hearing what they're struggling with and it's really like, rewarding to feel like, wow, I am able to help this person so that they can, you know, live life normally and live, you know, bloat free mm -hmm. and you know, whatever it is that they're suffering with. Yeah. I just feel like that's the biggest thing in helping enroll clients is just getting on the phone with them and, you know, developing that relationship, even that like, know, and trust over mm -hmm. those you know, 15 to 30 minutes. Right. So pulling them over to a call um, where you can actually talk to them face to face instead of maybe just back and forth on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And can you share your experience with using social media, Instagram specifically to grow your business? Yeah, so my experience, I started from scratch, Bonnie. I wow. had no no Instagram for business. Um, you know, the perfectionist side of me wanted to wait until everything was perfect before I used social media to market. Um, and honestly, like I would look at other dietitians who are already successful and compare myself to them. And I'll go ahead and say that comparison is your worst enemy. Everyone had to start from somewhere. And I just had to realize that, you know, I wasn't an exception to that. And again, this was another area that I just bit the bullet and starting started putting content out there, even if I didn't, you know, fully love it or, you know, whatever it was. But it's, it's a learning process, right? And so, uh, you know, by doing this consistently, I was able to see how my audience responded and make adjustments accordingly. But yeah, I'd say, you know, using social media to grow my business, I found that Instagram has been the best platform to grow my business. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I still have clients that find me through health profs or word of mouth. And I honestly feel like I have to accomplish a lot more in those discovery calls because they don't already like, know, and trust me yet, you know? Mm -hmm. But when clients, you know, find me through Instagram and they're following me for a while, you know, they're jumping on the phone with me because they've already had that time to develop an online relationship with me and they've already decided that I'm the one they want to work with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, and that's what I love about Instagram is it really allows your followers to connect with you when you're able to use it as a business and develop that no like and trust factor. So it sounds like you started from zero and now you've grown your Instagram following and you've been able to make sales, which is amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. And You've done this through consistency and overcoming comparisonitis, it sounds like. Yeah, comparison, imposter <laughs> syndrome, you know, so many things. And that's why I just always come back to imperfect action is better than no action at all. Yeah. Like once you get out there and start doing it, you, you know, I feel like we have a fear of the unknown. And so it's easy to just get anxious about it or like put off and make excuses to start. But once you actually do start, you see that, man, there's actually a community out there of people, you know, your ideal client that is, has been waiting for someone like you to, mm -hmm. you know, bring a solution to their problem. Mm -hmm. Definitely. 
And do you have any tips for other listeners who may also struggle with imposter syndrome or comparisonitis? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a mix of things. Uh, Just recognizing that you're already an expert, you know, you're a dietitian or you're becoming a dietitian and you know a lot more than you think you do. Um, I think that also just recognizing that, you know, everyone that you look up to, they started from somewhere. So I'd even encourage just like scrolling back to the very Mm -hmm. beginning of their feed, you know, and see what that looked like. And I know for me, that just gave me, you know, so much more just confidence and encouragement that, man, she's here now. And but she started out this way. And that just shows me that, you know, I have the potential to also get there. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, you know, (laughs) I think also, it's just a mindset thing, too, of, um, you know, we're all supporting each other. And, you know, we don't need to be comparing or competing with one another. I'd say, you know, get on and start commenting on other dietitians that you admire, comment on their posts and connect. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we're all, you know, just so eager to help other dietitians out and uh, yeah, just take advantage of, you know, that, that network. Yeah, that's great. And I agree. Everyone has started out somewhere. And that's a really great way to shift your mindset to help support your own growth on social media. And I love that you really care about women supporting women and dietitians supporting dietitians um, more specifically because face together. And I, I do believe that it's important for us to build one another up and show our support for each other. Yeah, yeah, I think so, for sure. And I know you mentioned scrolling down, you know, other (laughs) dietitians' feeds and seeing how their Instagram has evolved over time. Has your Instagram feed, as far as the appearance, has that changed from when you started to where it is now? Yeah, you know, I am by no means a Instagram expert. You know, I've only, I'm only, what, like two, three months in, so... I'm constantly, you know, changing and evolving and clarifying my message every day. And so, you know, I think it's probably changed definitely, um, you know, to me, it's a significant amount, Um, but also the messaging as well, like simplifying it. As dietitians, we know so much and I feel like there's this need to, you know, or this feeling that we need to put out all the information that we can, that we know into our posts and it can get super complicated. And I know mm-hmm. at first when I started, it was like, okay, how can I almost like, just like regurgitate all of this stuff that I know, um, you know, so that people understand or like, you know, know that I'm an expert, but it really, it really isn't about, you know, just vomiting all of the information. <laughs> we're not, we're not trying to make our ideal client dietitians, right? And so I feel like right. I've involved by simplifying, honestly, is like, okay, how do I take this, you know, science, um, you know, based evidence and turn it into something that's bite-sized that can really resonate with my ideal client in a way that's understandable and not overly complicated. Mm -hmm. So always keeping your ideal client in mind first. And it sounds like you really are prioritizing 
what type of information makes sense to them because I do agree that a lot of times our ideal clients may not like the information dense graphics that dietitians yeah. can enjoy at times. So it is important to work on creating that type of content like Rachel does that really does appeal to her target market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can you share what helps you stay motivated and move forward with limited time? Yeah. So I'm actually, you know, fortunate to be doing this full time. I, you know, quit my job right before starting to work with Libby, but you know, I found that that still comes with its own struggles, you know, primarily mm -hmm. setting boundaries, you know, even with more time, I found that there was always more work to be done and I ended up working longer hours than my nine to five jobs. So <laughs> you know, I quickly realized that, you know, I was going to burn myself out at the pace that I was going. Uh, okay. And it just became, yeah, it became really important just for sanity, you know, just to set those boundaries and also like set goals. You know, if you're someone that is, you know, working a full-time job and this is your side hustle, um, you know, setting goals is just huge for, you know, being able to, you know, accomplish some, you know, small things throughout the week. Um, mm -hmm. But I know for me it was, okay, how do I, you know, with almost unlimited amount of time, well, 24 hours <laughs> a day, you know, how am I, how can I be the most productive during this time? But yeah, setting boundaries. Um, and you know, what that meant for me was not working after my husband got home, you know, mm -hmm. setting aside a few hours on the weekend to work, um, but also scheduling in like self care. So exercise and breaks. Um, yeah, I mean, part of my story is that I had uh, adrenal fatigue in the past. And I know that's not the technical name for it, but, uh, but I knew, you know, what would happen when I pushed myself too hard mm -hmm. for too long. And so I had to make it a priority to set boundaries and stick to them. Um, mm -hmm. and, and setting goals. And I found that that's been a huge benefit of being in Libby's group coaching program is that, you know, we're all setting smart goals um, for the week and we're keeping each other accountable. Um, and it's just amazing, you know, what that can do for productivity when you know that, you know, there's other women, uh, like-minded women that are going to, you know, help you, encourage you, and just hold you accountable to those goals to make sure that you're, you know, getting to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of goal setting. It's something that I think every dietitian entrepreneur needs to incorporate in their business. And I think that creating boundaries is equally as important because even if you are working full time from home, it's easy to find yourself getting caught up with working entire days at a time <laughs> in my experience. So yeah. I am a firm believer that boundaries are 100% necessary as well as self-care like you had mentioned, because if you're not taking care of yourself, how can you really put what you need to in your business, you know? Yeah, exactly. Us type A dietitians, right? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, Rachel, it has been wonderful chatting, and can you give just some last-minute advice to someone who is starting out? Yeah, so first and foremost, you know, start where you're at. Like I said, I started from nothing. 
Um, and I allowed myself to take small steps and grow. Um, you know, just knowing that you already have the knowledge, you're already an expert. Um, you know, I kept thinking that I needed to take more courses, I needed to watch more webinars, get more certifications, etc. But at the end of the day, you know, all those really are just excuses. So mm -hmm. use what you have, find what you're passionate about, and you know, show up on Instagram and uh, engage with your followers. Um, again, and I'll just repeat, you know, something that was so impactful for me when I was, you know, listening to Livy's podcast not that long ago on the other side of this and um, hearing constantly, you know, imperfect action is better than no action at all. So if you have to do like what I did and just record a story and close your eyes and push share, do it. But I think you're going to surprise yourself by seeing how much, you know, positive feedback that you get from that. But yeah, I also firmly believe, you know, if you're not getting uncomfortable, you're not growing. Uh, so that's, you know, that's huge. And just pushing yourself so that you can grow and become better. Um, but also, lastly, just getting around like-minded women. So like mm -hmm. I said, you know, dietitians supporting dietitians, entrepreneurs supporting entrepreneurs. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you have a supportive community. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'd say those would be my tips for starting out. Great advice. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. It was a pleasure chatting with you, and I look forward to seeing where you go in your business. Yeah, and um, definitely, you know, connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at ibs.nutritionist. And yeah, feel free to reach out. I'd love to connect with you guys. And thank you, Bonnie, for having me. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.